Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 371. I'm with Nikki Guns in this one. And we give our NFL Thanksgiving Day picks. And we also got the rest of the week 13 picks for uh, Sunday. And uh, if you have any comments or questions for the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, you can hit us up by Twitter or Instagram at Talk Gambling is our handle for that. Uh, don't forget to use MyBookieAG. They got a special promotion going on for Thanksgiving. Uh, if you bet on the Bears in the Lions game up to $250, even if you lose, you get your cash and free play money if you lose. If you win, you win. You can't lose. right? So use that promo code DARTH at checkout, D-A-R-T-H, and uh, get your 50% sign-up bonus and uh, get that little promotion. You bet up to 250 bucks. And you can't lose when you do that. Uh, you can get all the picks for myself, Darth Wager, Nikki Guns, The Joker, even AK-47. You get those at gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Click on that Amazon banner ad while you're there. Buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. And don't forget, I'm an author, the L.E. Armini series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. Makes a great stocking stuffer. And uh, you get that from my publisher, thewordverb.com, or if Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, download to your favorite electronic reading device. Let's get to it. Podcast number 371 with Nikki Guns. Guns, podcast number 371. You're coming off a hot week. I believe you went 11 and 3 overall, 4 and 1 super, con- uh, 4 and 1 best bets on the pod, 5 and 0 oh super contest, now in the top 100. Lurking, lurking for the $125,000 prize in the MyBook EAG Super Contest. Podcast 371. Offensive lineman from Modesto, California. Born April 17th. Oh, same day as AK-47 and my sister. Um, 1972. Six foot seven. 324 pounds. Went to USC was the second overall pick in the 1995 draft by the uh, by the Jaguars. By the Jaguars. Baselli. Yes, yes, Tony Baselli. Yep. Five-time proler, pro bowler, three-time first team all-pro. Uh Hall of Famer already. And so pride of the Jaguars. Now it? now does commentary on the NFL. Does yep. he really? Yep. I oh. heard him um either on the radio, Cyrus Radio or on uh one of the TV stations. Yeah, he's a color yeah. commentator for yep. Fox. Yep. Yep, with uh, Timmy with Ron Pitts. Yep. Very good. Nice. Nice. Oh, we got week. What week is this? Week 13? No, we're week, in week. Uh, week yes. 12. Is this week 13? Th- week 13. Week 13 of the NFL. It's kind of tough because it buys and yep. stuff and messes yep. me up a little bit. And we got Thanksgiving Day games. And Week 13, yes. Yep. And I, there is some interesting lines this week. This is a big gambling week for the public, and I think the lines are definitely showing uh, you should take some underdogs this week Absolutely. based on the lines. That's all That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Now, let's start off with the Bears and Lions. If you go to MyBookieAG, use the promo code DARTH at checkout. If you bet on the Bears and Lions, you bet up to $250. You literally can't lose. If you win, you win your 250 bucks. If you lose... They give you cash, free play money to play with uh, after that. So a great, great promotion going on by MyBookieAG. Use promo code DARTH at checkout. Help support the podcast when you do that. Uh, I'll let you lead off, Guns. Uh, Bears, this started out at minus one. It's now Bears minus three. Stafford is now doubtful, but he was out before. This line, they say, could go up to four. Everybody's pounding. The Bears. Um, so just first let me say, uh, last Sunday for me was one of those Sundays that I'll probably won't see again for a few years. Uh, everything came up roses. It's one of the, you know, you, I look down at my MyBookie app and uh, the, the dough keeps piling up. Every bet I had, I need the Giants to come late with that cover. That I'm, I'm texting you, I need the back door. They come back door. Uh, everything I touched last week turned to gold. Um Anyway, let's let's hope the roll continues here. Let's let it continue. It was a great feeling. So let's move on to football. Um, Bears, Detroit. 
opening game Thanksgiving Day. Uh, some some stuff with Chicago here. They are still, despite their their record, they're hanging around. They've got a glimmer of playoff hopes alive. They're fourth overall in points allowed in the NFL right now per game. So their defense continues to play despite their horrible offense, while the Lions are 25th in the NFL in points allowed a game. Um, Lions, I don't think they're having Stafford this week. And the latest news I heard is that Driscoll has a bad hamstring. He was at practice today, but Patricia said it was very sore. They gave their third-string quarterback, and I don't even have his name right now. I'm going to look it up while Jeff's, uh, the coach is talking. But I'm going to tell you right now, if it comes down to them having to run out their third-string quarterback, there's going to be big, big problems. And uh, that's a chance, you know, as a gambler, you may want to take. You might want to jump this line because if that third-string guy goes in, that line's going to move. I can guarantee that. Um, Lions, 30th in passing yards a game, 24th in rushing. Uh, that's with Stafford's stats in there. So they've they've done nothing of late. It's a mismatch on both sides of the ball. Detroit's got a lot of injuries on D's, and I question their motivation. I question players wanting to play for Patricia and questioning wanna, wanting to come back while they're hurt and play for Patricia, especially on Thanksgiving, to get embarrassed. Um, the, Bear, uh, the Bears were really taking it to the Giants. A few calls changed that game, a few huge penalties a couple of dumb decisions. Actually, the Bears got penalized. Oh, they went for two, got penalized. There's cover 48-yard PAT point, yeah. that missed that allowed the Giants to cover. So, really, they were up three scores in that game. Um, the Giants did a lot of special team mistakes. They couldn't snap the ball for I Yes, I mean, it was a crazy game. So, yeah. with all that said, um, I really like the Bears in this spot. I just think... I don't think they're that good of a team. I think Detroit is that bad of a team. Detroit has nothing to play for. I'm going to take the Bears on Thanksgiving, lay in the three, and I'm going to lock it up. Going in the other and get more points. The Lions are far superior in yards per play on offense than the Bears. Even the last three games without Stafford, the Lions are much better in yards per play than the Bears. The Lions stink in yards, uh, yards per play versus the pass. On defense, but are the Bears able to pass the ball effectively? I mean, the 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 Giants stink in in pass defense, and the Bears couldn't take advantage of it. They barely could take advantage of it, I should say. And the Lions are better on pass defense. Um, the Lions just had an embarrassing loss to the Redskins. The Bears, I think they just won impressively against the Giants. I agree with you. Uh, but they might be a little fat and happy. I don't think that they believe that they're in the playoff hunt. I think they are a dead team walking. Every time Trubisky walks on the field, I think that the defense basically slumps its shoulders and and, and has has problems. Uh, the Lions haven't won on Turkey Day since 2016. I think the line play from both of these teams is pretty bad. Uh, I think Detroit getting the home field advantage. I don't believe in the coaching of, of uh, Matt Nagy anymore. Uh, the QB situation, even with the third string, I think it's a wash. In fact, it might be an advantage to the Lions because you, you haven't seen that guy play, so it might be like a little sneak attack thing. I'm going to take the Lions, and I'm going to wait till the, those points get to four, four points, four and a half points because I doubt Stafford plays. But I'm going to take the Lions in that one. I was going to lock it up. But I'm going I'm to stay away from that. I'm going to lock up a, the next game instead. Bills. I have minus six and a half. It's been bouncing between six and a half and seven. Six and a half right now. It's six and a half. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the the Cowboys. I I know the Cowboys didn't look good against the Patriots on third down, but that's one of the best third down defenses in the NFL. And Dallas on the season converts almost fifty percent of their first downs. The Bills are slightly better than Dallas in yards per play on defense, but that Dallas defense. Just went through the ringer with New England in poor weather. And now you get to face the Bills offense. I think that helps the Cowboys, actually. I think Dallas is going to be fine on the offensive side of the ball. Dak, he, when he's at home, he passes for 9.3 yards per attempt. 8.4 average for the year, but it goes up to 9.3 when he's in Dallas. Going back to Dallas... You know, I think that helps them. They always seem to make a key mistake that 
teams hang around. This is why it's not a lock for me. It's a short week. It's a it's a long trip for the Bills. It's a non-division, non-conference opponent on a short week. And I think the Cowboys will be playing desperate. Lock up the Cowboys for me at minus six and a half. People are overplaying. Oh, they blew that game against the Patriots. And I battle the Patriots tooth and nail. The only time they give up a touchdown is because of a, a bad special team. All missing. the scores were f- yeah. turnovers. That, that was all the scores. Yeah, and guess what? That's, a, that's probably one of the best defenses in the NFL. I was actually impressed. I like the Cowboys a lot this week. Give me lock them up at six and a half. Well, second game on the slate and the second game you and I are opposed. And that, that happened last week, too. That's not a good thing for one of us. It's not a good thing for me. <laughs> no, it, it might be my turn this week. So uh, first, let me let me break down some stats here about uh, Dallas and Thanksgiving. Um, so first of all, for the year, Dallas is 0-4 against teams with winning records. Thanksgiving, let's look back to 2011. Since 2011, the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day are 1-7 against the spread. Ooh. In their last seven games against teams with winning records on Thanksgiving, they're one in six against the spread. Since 2016, Thanksgiving favored teams are nine and zero straight up and eight and one against the spread. So there, there could be some recent change in that event. Um, and one last thing for Thanksgiving: since the primetime games started in 2014, um, the primetime game, the under has come in six out of eight times. So primetime Atlanta, New Orleans, second year in a row, under last year, and six out of eight times that under's come in. Um, so when we look at the Buffalo Bills, they are third in the league in points allowed a game. Dallas is seventh, so two good defenses. Dallas is first in the league in passing yards, while Buffalo's third against the pass in passing yards. So battle of strengths here. Both teams run the ball really well. I would say by far Buffalo. Buffalo's four and one on the road this year. Dallas is three and two at home. Dallas has underachieved all year. They, like I said, zero and four against teams with winning records. You said it. They seem to make that big mistake. It could be a coaching mistake, a special teams mistake. Something seems to go wrong with them every game. I think this is going to be a nip and tuck game. Both these teams are really good against the spread. Buffalo seven three and one. Dallas is seven and four. Interesting stat. In Dak's last seven games, he's thrown fourteen touchdowns and seven picks. Let's compare that to Josh Allen in his last seven games. Fifteen TDs, two picks. Nobody though. It, but when they don't turn the ball over, the Bills win. They're eight and three. Listen, they broke my heart against Philadelphia. I thought they were for real. We're gonna see what they got. Um I think this is going to be a close game. I think Dallas wins, but I'm playing the number here. I don't think Dallas wins by more than than six points. I'll take the Bills getting the points, but I'm not locking it up. All right, next game on, Saints-Falcons. And I have the spread at minus seven. It is still minus seven. What did you got in this one, Nick? Uh, stay away from me. I am gonna. I'm gonna hit that under, like uh, I said to you earlier. Since 2000, oh, the trip to fan hits, yep. and they just can't get themselves going offensively. Uh, so big rematch here. Atlanta knocked off uh, New Orleans a couple of weeks ago. They get to come back at it. So teams are familiar with each other. I think there's going to be, you know, not as much scoring. Uh, New Orleans owes Atlanta something here. New Orleans five and one at home. Atlanta two and four on the road. Uh, Atlanta allows the 28th most points in the NFL. Um, the Saints have not been the same, though, since that bye week. They were rolling. Breeze came back before the bye week. They exploded. And since then, they've not been the same team. Uh, my my seal of the deal here is uh, Saints are number four in turnover takeaway differential. So they're, they're the fourth in the league at a positive turnover differential, while Atlanta's 28th. New Orleans has been turning the ball over, creating short fields, my other big issue here, Atlanta, 31st in the league against the run, and they're not going to be able to run against New Orleans, who's fourth against the run. I like New Orleans to control the game here, dominate time of possession, control the clock. Saints are 7-4 and four against the spread. I'm going to lay the seven here and take the Saints. I'm the same. I'm laying the, the, the points with the Saints. Julio Jones, shoulder injury, could be a problem on a short week. Uh, the Saints had trouble with Carolina. They, they had major issues with Atlanta two weeks ago. I think Kamara's looking a lot more healthy. 
Saints defense is very good on third down. Short week for the Saints, but it's a division opponent. Short trip. It shouldn't be that big a deal. Uh, last last year, this was a shootout, 43-37, when they played in Atlanta. The under still came in. 43-37? Yep. The under hit in a 43 43- hit last week, that last uh, year. Oh, my God. Yep. What was the We got to research it, but I'm telling you it hit last year. I read wow. that. Yep. Uh, Breeze, I think, is still better than Ryan. Huge advantage in that New Orleans offensive line that was embarrassed two weeks ago. I think they, they show up big time in this one. Uh, they will come out with a vengeance, uh, looking to get that number one seed from the 49ers who have to make a trip to the Ravens. So the door is open for that number one seed if the Ravens keep playing like the Ravens. Um, so I'm going to take the Saints at minus seven. This is a good time to take our first break. The free picks are located at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. The NFL picks, the college football picks, baseball's almost over. The World Series is almost over. But in the spring, the Major League Baseball picks are there. NBA just started a couple weeks ago. NBA picks are there. College basketball is about to start up. Those picks are there. You can get them all free at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. If you click on that Amazon banner ad, it looks like my book, Squeeze Play. I'll bring you to Amazon, buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Again, all the free picks from the podcast, www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. And we're back for the Sunday games. Sunday, 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 1 o'clock. We're going to lead off. With the Redskins, one of the few picks I got right last week. Uh, the Redskins, plus 10 at the Panthers. I'm going to take the Panthers minus 10. Uh, the Redskins are bad. I don't think Carolina is much better, to, to tell you the truth. Uh, Carolina's saving grace that they can run the ball with McCaffrey. That Washington offensive line has been playing better. Callahan's going to pound the run and shorten this game. Carolina has advantage in yards per rush, yards per pass. Compared to Washington, the Washington weakness is is the pass defense. Carolina might have trouble taking uh, advantage of that. That scares me a little bit. Carolina has been giving up five yards a rush, and Washington wants to run, run, run. Uh, This is, I'm thinking this is a little mini run where maybe we should take the Redskins, just like I took the Dolphins in that little mini run there when they were playing well. And the the Dolphins mini run is over, by the way. Uh, But. I just can't do it. Haskins is just out to lunch. You know, he looks like I, – I know people are downplaying now that he was taking selfies at the end of the game with the fan when he wasn't out there to take the kneel down. But just like that attention to detail is just not there. I think the the Panthers might have had their last gas for the playoffs when the, the, the Saints ripped their hearts out. This might be a tempo game. I'm a little afraid the Redskins can keep it close. But I'm worried about immaturity at QB, fat and happy after a win. Carolina just got done with a tough stretch of good teams at San Francisco, Tennessee home, at Green Bay, Atlanta home, at New Orleans. That's a tough stretch for the Panthers. I know people are crapping on them, but they weren't exactly uh, playing the weak sisters there. They're a desperate team. I'm going to take the Panthers minus the 10. Uh, you have agreement with me here. I also like the Panthers uh, minus the 10. <clears throat> I think that was Washington's Super Bowl last week. Uh, like you said, fat and happy. Washington remains the lowest scoring team in points a game um, in the league right now. They also have the least amount of passing yards a game uh, of any team in the NFL. Carolina struggles against the run, um, but so does Washington. Um, and I think Carolina will run it better. They will control the clock. I think they'll create a turnover two or two here and create some uh, short fields. I like Carolina to control this game, and I love the under in this game. Ooh, another under. You're like the lord of the under. Public likes likes the overs. Yeah, yes, I've been, they I've do. Been, That's been, why I'm always the I've lord of the under. Banging last week, I hit a lot of those unders. That, yeah. yeah. It has been working in basketball for me. All right, so I, I did some uh, half-assed research. Yep. Uh, New Orleans at Atlanta, 43-37. The number was 54. All right. So, so the over did hit. It must have been my, my, my fault. Yep. My, my half-assed research. Yep. I, I looked it up for us. No, so. Thank you. The 49ers are at the Ravens. Let me look at this line because I had four and a half, and it appears it's six. up to six. Yep. 
That looks a little heavy, in my opinion. What do you got, Nick? I've been all over this 49er team. Um, I think this is a play here. I think this is the public reacting to Baltimore's absolute demolition of the last two, three teams they played, especially watching them on Monday night just dismantle that Rams team. Um, posted a little tweet tonight on uh, Twitter about Mr. Lamar Jackson on Hoya Hoops, and I uh, got lit up by a bunch of people telling me how stupid I am. But I'm telling you, at some point next year, we'll be talking about Lamar Jackson as just another quarterback. We, I've seen this show before uh, with these quarterbacks who run and take off. He's going to get caught. He is going to get tapped by by a big boy when he's not expecting it. Um, a little insecurity from the, from Lamar Jackson fans, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, listen, the guy's sensational right now, and this may continue, but eventually those offensive coordinators are going to figure him out. They're going to force him to do things he doesn't want to do. And on one of these scrambles or runs, one of the big boys is going to get him and la- land on him or jack him. It's it's going to happen, but it is what it is. As of right now, Lamar, you're you're playing off the off the hook. You are the MVP right now. So in this game, we have two of the top offenses in the league in points a game. So it's one and two. Uh, both top five defenses and points allowed. Uh, that Niner defense looked absolutely ferocious Sunday night against uh, Green Bay. A lot of pressure on Rodgers. Those guys look like. I mean, did you see the way, the way that that line was coming off that ball? It was like a yeah. Every play was a jailbreak. It's going to be an awesome game to watch. I wish this game were in prime time. Um, both teams top ten in turnover differential, so they create turnovers and protect the ball. They are the one and two rushing teams in the league. So Baltimore runs it the most. San Fran runs it the second most. So this is going to be an old fashioned big boy. Who's more physical football game? I I will be tuned into this game. Um, the only worry I have about Baltimore is it's tough to maintain that level of play week after week after week. Niners have had some letdowns. Yeah. Baltimore's not had a letdown. They've just been ex- – well, besides Cleveland, Cleveland. Cleveland. But, I mean, yeah. they just got beat by Cleveland. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to – Baltimore's had huge game after huge game after huge game. So – I love the under in this game because I think everyone is going to be betting the over, thinking these offenses are going to light each other up. I think the defenses are going to control this game, and I think with all the running, the clock is going to run, run, run. I think six is too much. Uh, I think Baltimore wins late down the stretch, but I think it's going to be tight. I'll take the Niners getting those six points. I'm also going to take the Niners. Um, The Niners, you know, the Ravens are better than in yards per run, yards per pass. The Ravens' weakness is uh, their pass defense. The 49ers need to take advantage of that. That has to be through George Kittle. He needs to be at full strength. He looked pretty good last game, and that's a key for them because he opens up the rest of that offense. The the Ravens' conversion rate on third down defense, 40%. So they're not getting teams off the field on third down despite them blowing people out lately. Uh, 49ers, they convert at a 41% rate. this is where the Niners can win this game. I think it's a field goal game in either direction. I'll take that six points from the Niners. This next one, Nick, is my one of my two coaches' clipboards lock of the week. Uh-oh. The Browns are laying two points at the Steelers. Battle between a bad offensive line in Cleveland – and a Pittsburgh defensive line that is very good. Pitt has a very good defensive line. You know, Cleveland might have upgraded to me. I'll give them middle of the road, but they're on the road, and that makes it tougher for those offensive lines. I see this as, as two evenly matched teams. Cleveland's a little bit better on offense. Pitt is much better on defense. As bad as that Pitt offense is, the Browns should be getting three points as a road team here, not giving one and just the benching of Mason Rudolph might be just as important because your boy Devin Hodges I'm not calling him duck that's just stupid his name is Devin I'm not calling a guy duck his QBR is 82 you know what that would be if he had enough uh, snaps under center number one in the league that's a major upgrade at the quarterback position for the Steelers the last time Cleveland was favored in Pittsburgh was 1989. Cleveland was favored by two. 
Do you know who the president was in 1989? That was George Bush. That was Ronald Reagan. 1989? No. No, I wrote these stats down. It was Reagan. Ronald Reagan was from 80 to 88. I wrote them down today. It said <laughs> Reagan. And, but either way. The Cleveland Browns won that game fifty-one nothing. By the way, yep. And they and then they beat them the second time they played that year. But I have the Steelers coach's clipboard. Lock it up. I know you got a lot to say on this one. Go I do. I'm it. sorry, but I didn't mean to interrupt you there. So no, here, here's good. what I had since nineteen when last time they were favored in nineteen eighty nine. President, I was going to have you guess. You said you said Carter. I said Bush. Bush. They told me it's Reagan. You're probably right. Uh, <laughs> that was the year the Berlin Wall fell. Oh, my God. <laughs> the number one movie of the year that year? Uh, Dirty Dancing. Back to the Future. Oh, yes. Yes. And then there were two huge sitcoms. Seinfeld yep. was released. Oh my and God. The Simpsons. Simpsons, 1989. So that's how long ago wow. the Steelers were home underdogs to the Browns. The last time Cleveland swept Pittsburgh in a year, 1988. <laughs> um, was, was that Bernie Kosar? I'm, it was that Kozar's era. Yeah, uh, Lemay would know. Boya Hoops would know, but I'm not sure. Uh, you can maybe Google it. But uh, so they've not won in Pittsburgh since 2003, the year before they drafted Big Ben. So the last time they beat him was uh, Tommy Maddox era. Um, Steelers defense second in the NFL in forced turnovers, and second in the league in interceptions, third in sacks. Eighth in points allowed. <clears throat> I agree with you. Two even teams. Cleveland, much better offensively. I thought uh, Baker Mayfield played an awesome game last time they played. He made a few huge plays by escaping the pocket, and I hope they noticed like I did. He always escaped to his right. Uh, but he did play like a stud, and I liked his standing up and, and telling it how it is after the game. Um, huge game. Could be an elimination game for the playoffs. Uh, Dungy predicted on Sunday Night Football the winner of this game will be a wild card. Cleveland, 25th in stopping the run. And the Steelers have uh, Benny Snell back. And they added a practice player who had a few huge rips last week. So here's the deal on this game. Uh, you know, we had the incident happen when those cowards from Cleveland uh, – <laughs> Acted like buffoons. You're going to take your best defensive player off the field in Garrett. Um, Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson's been running his mouth all week. Uh, it's, a, it's a big joke. I just feel, as Ric Flair would say, <laughs> to be the man, you got to beat the man. You want to walk that aisle. You want to ride Space Mountain, baby. Yeah, I mean... I feel the level of physicality coming into this game. I don't think Cleveland's going to be able – this is going to be a playoff game atmosphere. You're going to see more terrible towels than you've ever seen. The level of intensity and the physicality of the Steeler defense and the offensive line I think is going to be overwhelming, and I think it's going to wear Cleveland down. I'm going to lock it up. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the game on the field. I'm so hyped right now. I have goosebumps talking about this game, LeMay. <laughs> We're going to be talking about this come uh, next week. You will see a level of physicality out of these Pittsburgh Steelers that you have not seen, that Cleveland has not seen in years. As, as Tomlin said, they are going to unleash hell. And I think having Duck in there, not cause, not giving up turnovers, not making huge mistakes is going to be the difference. They'll be able to run the ball, control the game. The defense will create turnovers. I'm guaranteeing it. Give me the Steelers. Lock it up, LeMay. So that 1988 Browns roster, how did they not win more games and, and, and get to a Super Bowl? Bernie Kosar, 25 years old at QB. In his prime. Ernest Biner, 26 years old. Kevin Mack at fullback. Stud. Reggie Langhorn at wide receiver. Webster Slaughter that at Webster wide Webster Slaughter used to kill the Steelers. Ozzie Newsom was the veteran, 32 years old, tight end. The defense, Bob Golick. Was, I believe he was on Saved by the Bell. He was the, one of the RAs or something yep. like that. Yep, Bob <clears throat> Golick. 
Yeah, Carl Harrison at, at right defensive Clay end. Clay Matthews. Yeah, the Johnson brothers. Mike Johnson, Eddie yep. Johnson, yep. a linebacker. Clay Matthews. Yep. Frank Middlefield, Hanford Ooh. Dixon. I'm having I'm having flashbacks to, to Tecmo Super Bowl right now. Wow. Oh my god. That team that team was stacked. Matt Barr was the kicker. Oh, what a what a team. That was a great wow. team. They did shit with it. That that's <laughs> that's the team that led LeMay to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Was it really? Oh yeah. That that that's era. A good team. That era. Yeah. That's a good team. Yep. Wow. Oh, I can't wait for this game, LeMay. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> all right, our next one o'clock game. Probably not as exciting. The Titans. This this line has moved too. I, I it was three. I think it's two and a half now. The Titans are getting two and a half at the Colts. I'm just double checking the yep. line. It's still two and a half. What you got in this one, Nick? Uh, one of my potential uh, super contest plays here. Uh, the Colts have won the last three games. These two teams have played. Uh, these teams across the board statistically totally even. I mean, they're within one or two places of each other. Um, they both score right around 22 points a game. Um, India allows 19 points a game. Tennessee allows 20 points a game. They both want to play the same way. They both want to pound the run. Um, Henry is starting to come alive. It's his time of the year. They both want to come off play action. Uh, they both have quarterbacks that they don't want throwing a lot. Again, another game that I like the under in. Um Tennessee, I mean, since Tannehill has come in there, I'm shocked. I mean, this was the Tennessee Game team. changer. When we talked preseason, this was the team I thought was going to be. Well, the preseason, there was a lot of coaches that wanted Tannehill to start and not Mariota. Right. They probably cost themselves a couple they of probably, games. I'm sure they did. This was the this is the Tennessee team now that I thought we were going to see all year. Um, they got fooled when they killed the Browns that first game. Yes. Um, so... This time of the year, uh, like I said, I love the under, low-scoring game. This is usually when Henry gets it rolling, and last week oh, he's he was rolling. unstoppable. I know Indy's got a better defense than what they played last week. It's going to be tough for them to slow them down. You're going to give me points with Tennessee. I'm all over it. I'm locking it up. Give me the Tennessee Titans to go into Indianapolis and win the game on the field. Oh, a lock. Well, I'm not locking it up. I'm with you. I'm taking Tennessee. Uh, huge game for AFC South and possible wild card, wild card implications. Uh, since Han- Tannehill took over, the Titans have made a lot of big plays in the run game and passing game. Their third down percentage has remained constant, though, around 35%. Colts, after a nice start, have lost three of their last four. They at least played a little bit better last week versus Houston. They've had a little bit extra rest this week because that they played early on Thursday night. I have this game as, as, as Indy... Possibly laying two points is like a, you're getting an extra half point, extra point with Tennessee in this one. I don't think they need it. I think they might win this game on the field. Desperation high on both ends. Uh, that Tennessee defense is is playing better. Uh, I think they're going to make it tough for Andy to make plays who has trouble making big plays on offense. I'm going to take the Titans in the T- two and a half. T.Y. still banged up. He was useless last week. This is another playoff game. Yep. This is another playoff game on Sunday. All right, this next one, Bucks at the Jags. I want to double-check the line here. I have it as one. It's still at one. This is a lock for me. <laughs> I am taking the Jags, and I'm laying the one point. I think this is a, I think this is a bad matchup. Uh, you, you know, I know the, the, the Bucks run defense is good. It's it, it, uh, unpredictable. Jameis can make a mess of this game. That Jacksonville pass rush is pretty good. That's going to make Jameis maybe fumble it or throw some picks, cause some chaos up front. I think there's a problem for the for Tampa coming off a win, a blowout win against Atlanta. Uh, I think they come back to earth here. The Jags are ready to bounce back after some bad performances. Uh, and I only have to give one to take the Jaguars. Lock it up for me. I'm taking the Jags. Uh, stay away from me here. It just makes the coach keeps – he keeps toying with Tampa Bay all year and gets – That's a, Yeah, it's a tough team to, to bet on because they either – you know, here, so th- this describes Tampa Bay. They're third in the league in points a game scored. So they scored the third most points per game in, in the league. They got one of the, they, best, one of the best run defenses. Right, but they give up the 30th most points in a game per, in the league. So they score it, they give it up. They're uh, – Turnovers, they're minus 10th on the season because Jameis throws picks, so they're 24th in the league. They're last against the pass and second against the run. 
So if you can throw the ball, you're going to light them up. You're not going to be able to run on them. Um, Jaguars, they want to run four net. Jaguars themselves cannot stop the run. Um, but full, but they've been passing the ball more than they should with the Jaguars. So they, absolutely, they, they, that's that kind of plays into what the Bucks give up. Yep. So. Um, both teams uh, out of the hunt here. Um, I don't. Tampa's playing tough and hard. Jacksonville got routed last week by Tennessee. I, it's just a game I don't. I don't want to deal with. Um, s- stay away from me. I'll take the Bucks with a gun to my head. <laughs> All right, the next one. The New York Jets are at Cincinnati. The spread is three and a half. Nick, what you got in this one? We get the return of the Red Rifleman. So, Natsu boys, I took the J-E-T-S Jets last week in the Super. I, I changed at the last minute. I text the coach. I said, hey, man, something's telling me I'm all in on the Jets. Uh, and they did not make me sweat one bit. So, thank you for that. Um with that said, something's telling me something's fishy with this game. Back comes the lot, ri- the rise of the Red Rifle. A lot of money on the Jets. A lot of money on the Jets. Six to one on the Jets. Back comes the Red Rifle. Dalton gets the start. Yes. Word is it came from above the management. We're not going 0-16, and this is our chance to win. Jets offense has been on fire. 30-plus points the last four weeks. Um, jet stats are skewed, so they their their numbers don't look that good. But remember, Darnold missed a good part of the season. So when that guy uh, Falker, Falk, Nick, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. It, it skewed all their stats. Yeah. Uh, the Jets are number one stopping the run, so they make you one dimensional. Cincinnati is thirty second in the league against the run, so the Jets are going to be able to run the ball. It, the fact that the Steelers gashed Cincinnati on the ground. Steelers have not been able to run the ball all year, but they were able to run against Cincinnati. Um, but something, that little weirdness, because I initially, when I saw the lines come out, I, I punched the Jets in on the Super Contest. I saw today Dalton's back. Something's telling me this could be the game. This could be, the, they're not going 0-16. This could be the game they win. Stay away from me. I'll take the Cincinnati Bengals at home to win the game on the field. Not only am I taking the Bengals, this is my second coach's clipboard lock of the week. This is no way on the road for the Jets. The Bengals are bad, but so are the Jets. I don't care. The Jets are not a good team. If anything, this should be an even game because of home field advantage. Give give two points for the Bengals for being home. You're getting three and a half with the Bengals at home. It uh, It should be even. Uh, if I'm Sensi, I don't even bother running the ball. You're, you're bottom three in the league, run blocking anyway, but middle of the road pass blocking. So just pass the ball all freaking day. The Sensi offense is just as good as the Jets in yards per play. They're better on third down conversions. Big advantage at home where third, their third down numbers improve for Cincinnati and the Jets on the road, their third down numbers get pitiful down to like 20%. Since he only runs the ball 33% of the time anyway, so that Jets' vaunted run defense will not be a factor. This could be the perfect matchup for the Bengals looking to get a, a victory. They have the Dolphins later in the year, but it's on the road. This is a big motivational game for Cincy. They want this game. Give me the Bengals, three and a half. Double lock. Wow. Double coach's clipboard. Wow. In the AFC North this week. With the Bengals and the Steelers, let's go. The coach is fired up. After a bad week, I, I did deep dives this week. I'm all Love over it. this. I'm all over it, dude. Our next one. See a nice little AFC North parlay right there. Ooh, yeah. Bengals, money line, Steeler, money line, parlay. Oh, I like it. I like it. Oh, this spreads up to nine and a half, Nick. The Eagles are laying nine and a half on the road to the Dolphins. And I'm locking this one up as well. I'm locking up the Eagles. Just a regular lock, not the coach's clipboard. This is a tough line. I think it's right where it should be, actually. Um, Wentz's hand injury could play a factor in this one. That Eagles offense probably gets healthy in this, uh, just like the Browns did last week against the, the Dolphins. A motivated Eagles squad on both sides of the ball. They need this game. 
they'll know what the Cowboys did earlier against the Bills. So that, you know they know if they're you know they could be in the lead for they're the only end. a game out. They, they, yeah, they, game they back. Could, they could have the tiebreaker. So Miami can't run, and the Eagles do a good job against the run. The Eagles will dominate the battle on third down. Fitz magic. It's always good for a few weeks, and we rode it there for a little while, but he eventually turns into pumpkin. Just in time for Thanksgiving, pumpkin pie fits magic. <laughs> All right, not it, it, it's the Eagles are taking a lot of heat the last two weeks. It's good for them to get on the road. They played a close game with a very good Patriots team, a close game with a very good Seattle team that need a trick play to score their only touchdown. Don't sleep on the Eagles. They blow this one out. They're winning by thirty. Give me the Eagles minus nine and a half. First take on this game, I initially saw that line and I jumped on Miami getting 10. Uh, thought with all the injuries and there's questions as to uh, Foles. What was he getting x-rayed? His wrist or his hand? or his... It's his hand. It's, yeah, okay. it's not Foles. It's all Wentz. Right. Uh, Wentz. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, Wentz. So, yeah, he said, uh, but now I he, he gave the word. Everything's all clear. Uh, you're very convincing here, Coach. Uh, both teams poor on offense, bottom of the league in turnovers, but Miami cannot run the ball. Philly's fifth against the run, so they're going to make Miami one-dimensional. Uh, Philly will be able to run the ball on Miami, and normally when they can run the ball, it sets up all their uh, reverse screens and play actions and gets Wentz out of the pocket. Uh, Philly only being a game out of first in the NFC East, that's huge, so they have a lot to play for. I don't know how much Miami has left in the tank. With that said, something's telling me Miami at home is going to hang around in this game. I'm going to take the Dolphins, and I'm not locking it up. <laughs> just a gut, just a gut, just a just a gut check right there. You know he's you know he needs a gut check. The Giants' management, what they should do with Shermer. The spread is six and a half. Packers at the Giants. Where are you going in this one, Nick? Uh, this is one of my locks of the week. Oh. Green Bay absolutely humiliated on Sunday night last night. Embarrassed. Aaron, embarrassed. Aaron Rodgers absolutely humiliated. One of the worst games of his career. Hates the 49ers for not drafting him. He thought he was going to be Alex Smith. He thought he was going one overall. He swore vengeance on that organization his entire life. He's thrown for over 300 yards in almost every game he's played. He averaged over 300 yards in every game he played against the Niners until that game. That Niners defense is nasty. So here now he walks into what's the name now? Giant Stadium. Met Life. Met Life. And Big Blue is allowing 28 points a game. They are 29th in passing defense in the league. Chicago would have had a lot more points against them. Uh, the Giants are minus 11 in turnover differential, which is 30th in the league. Danny fumbles. Yeah, and they cannot stop the pass. He's on a record pace, by the way, for fumbles for yeah. a quarterback. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've seen them all. The only thing I worry about Green Bay is a uh, huge injury to Balaga in his knee, uh, the tackle. He's a, he's a big part of that team. But Giants can't rush, cannot rush the passer, uh, regardless of whether Balaga's in there or not. Uh, this is a recipe in my book for a blowout. Green Bay in the hunt in the NFC, they're looking for a win. So you got a team in the Giants who – can't stop the pass, can't rush the passer, and you got number 12 coming in, Aaron Rodgers. I see big numbers. I got offered a trade this week in fantasy. Uh, the guy wanted to give me Wilson for Rodgers. No thanks. I'm going to ride the big dog here. I think he puts up huge numbers. I think they blow the Giants out. I think they can do what they want. They can run pass on the Giants. Give me Green Bay laying it to six and a half. Lock it up. That line, by the way, uh, I think, did it move? It was six and a half. It's up to seven. It's up to seven. I'll, I'll lay the seven and give me Green Bay. I yeah. got it locked in on the Super at six and a half. But. I, I don't think it's going to matter if it's seven or <clears throat> ten. I agree with you. I'm not locking it up. The angry Packers team coming off an ass kicking by the 49ers. This is bad news for the Giants. Jabril Preppers is out, making that secondary even weaker. Golden tight Tate might be out with a concussion. Evan Ingram is always questionable. If there's a week for Saquon and the Giants running game to get going, this is it. The Pack's run defense is their weakness, but the Giants have run like absolute poop since the Saquon injury. The Packers' defense has been an enigma, and now they're on the road where they allow 8.1 yards per pass, but I don't know if the Giants can take advantage of it. Big factor in this one is the QB play of Aaron Rodgers. Sir. Aaron Rodgers. He has a tendency to put the team on his back when the chips are down. Think of that, uh, the, uh, the Packers, uh, the Panthers game. 
after the Packers took the ass kick in the week before in, uh, against the Chargers. This will be a big Rodgers game against a weak Giants defense. Give me the Packers. Minus seven. I think I need a break after trashing the Giants. My team, God damn it. Fire Shermer. We want Jason Garrett. Thanks to our show supporter, MyBookieAG. Everybody listens to the show to find out who to bet on. Where you bet is just as important. Go to www.mybookieag. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Just visit MyBookieAG. That is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, to activate this offer. Be like the Chalk Talk sports guys and major in a wager. You play, you win, you get paid at my bookie AG. And we're back for the four o'clocks in the prime time games. Prime time. This one's not a prime time game. It's four o'clock. It'll probably be ignored heavily because of Raiders and Chiefs. Uh, Rams, minus three at the Cardinals. Nick, what you got in that one? Uh, two teams been pretty solid against the spread. Uh, Arizona 7-3-1 this year. Rams 7-5, and five, but everybody's going to remember the beating they took on Monday night. Um, that game basically eliminated them from the playoffs. I'm not sure how <clears throat> McVay and the Rams regroup and come down to Arizona and get ready to play, but this is the NFL. So Rams have won the last four meetings. And Arizona's only one and three at home. Big difference here is Arizona's plus four in turnover differential, LA minus five. And you saw on uh, Monday night, I mean, LA is just a shell of what they used to be. It is amazing how the mighty have fallen. Um, I mean, wasn't wasn't McVay the next Belichick before? I mean, you know, he was the greatest offensive innovator to come across this league and before the Super Bowl, we looked at him with puppy dog eyes. Like <laughs> he was, I mean, Harbaugh. I mean, that was men against boys last night. That was that was unbelievable. Well, Harbaugh is one of the best in the league too. Absolutely, he's, Belichick's probably number one, but Harbaugh's he's close. He's, he's top five. He's, yes. If Belichick wasn't there, it'd be like, oh, him or Zimmer, are the right. best in the league. Yep. Uh, Arizona. Uh, my one issue with them: they're thirty second in the league against the pass. Uh, they allow thirty second most yards in the league, so they're last. They they allow a lot of passing yards. Uh, but Arizona always plays tight games. They wear people out. Um, L.A. coming off that Monday night game, short week, coming to Arizona. I am sure that defense is worn out from getting the ball run down their throats. <laughs> I've been on Arizona all year. It's been my sleeper team. I drafted Kyle uh, Murray, the quarterback. I've been playing him in fantasy. I think they hang around in this game. I think they win this game on the field. I'm oh. not going to lock it up, but give me Arizona. Oh, I'm going against you. Uh, but I, even when since they've been in St. Louis, I could never pick a Rams game correctly, and I I forgot all about that for whatever reason. I just have a, you know, it's like Rams dyslexia. Uh, this should be a TD. The Rams should be favored by a TD. The Rams are being underrated in this one due to the last few weeks of performance. I think the Rams should dominate on both lines, offense and defense. Uh, McVay in that. Against that Arizona defense, uh, you know they need to get it going. Uh, Klingsbury has has had a very good year. That Arizona defense is just giving up way too much yardage. I think it finally catches up to them. Uh, the Rams team they play the same way home or away, so being on on the road at Arizona is not a big deal to them. Uh, the Cardinals have been giving up more yardage. They give up a lot of yardage anyway, but they give more yardage up in the desert. And the Cards have lost by a TD or more to all good teams on their schedule besides that one game with San Francisco. McVay and the Rams have owned the Cardinals. 23-point win, 34-point win, 16-point win, 33-point win. Give me the Rams, minus three. After they burned me Monday night, I can't lock it up, though. But I want to. just can't freaking do it. I had it locked up. I had it colored yellow for lockup. I backed off. I went with the other five games instead. So next one up, Chargers are at the Broncos. And I heard the public is heavy on the Chargers. The sharp betters are heavy on the Chargers. All the money coming in on the Chargers. The spread is two and a half. 
It started out at one and a half. It almost looks like the books in Vegas are daring. They're like, okay, everybody wants to pet the Chargers. We want to make some money because they think the Broncos are going to win. They do that. They, uh, they I, do that. I, they, I they like that. Yep. I, I'm going to take the Broncos at two and a half. I think this should be a pick them at worst. The Broncos have the better offensive line, the better defensive line. I'm sure Rivers is going to play better than his last outing. But Denver is still difficult. Den- playing in Denver is still not that easy. And it's at least worth a few points each year, right? The Broncos need to convert on third down better than they have been. And, and this is doable against that San Diego defense that allows 44% third down conversion. This could come down to a field goal. These are these are two of the worst special teams in the league, by the way. The Chargers coming off a bye, so it might help their health issues. But it's been a disappointing season for the Bolts. And you need to you need to be aware. Last week, the Broncos got killed. Is that a sign of the, the, the Broncos giving up? Or just a tired team that had to travel to Minnesota, had their heart broken, so they had to travel east of Minnesota and travel east. East again, two weeks in a row, all the way to Buffalo. Maybe it was just a tired Broncos team. I'm going to back the Broncos in two and a half points in that one. I'm going the other way, and I'm locking it up. And this one's going to be in my super. This is one of the ones that I've been toying back and forth with in the super. Here's the deal. Denver can't score. They're 29th uh, in points a game. Word on the street is Drew Locke. Their pick might start this week. It's got to be better than Haskins. Well, they're keeping it close, though, but it's so it might be his first start against that San Diego defense. Uh, the one thing Denver's got going for them, they're ninth in the league in points allowed, but they're 29th in pass uh, yards allowed. Rivers has been struggling with turnovers in the red zone, but between the 20s, he's moving the ball. I mean, they're fifth in passing yards a game. Derwin James is coming back. Ooh, He's off IR. He is an absolute game changer. If he would have been healthy to start the year, I might have taken the Chargers to go deep into the playoffs and win that division. The Chargers will get after the quarterback regardless of who it is. They're average against the run, but Boza puts a lot of pressure on that quarterback. That front seven, front eight puts a lot of pressure. I love the Chargers in this situation on the road. Give me them. Lock it up. Could be in the super. All right, next one up for you, Nick. The Raiders are getting 10 at the Chiefs. The Raiders, who burned me badly last week. The Raiders, what do you got? So when I first saw the line, uh, Oakland plus 10, I jumped on it on a few uh, bets, and the more I thought about it, I started to question myself. But, but <laughs> then, then I'm, and the more I've thought about it, I'm, I'm, back to, I'm back to Oakland here. So the line now is 10. Still a 10. Because I saw it go down. Uh, we got nine. I saw nine and a half. But either way, so it's nine and a half now. Thing that worries me. What do you got? Nine and a half, 10? I got 10. Okay. Vegas, Vegas Insider, got Vegas it. Consensus. My like, bookie's nine and a half. So it's, it's kind of all over the map. There's some nine and a halves. There's some tens. So okay. I go with the consensus on Vegas Insider. Casey has blown Oakland out for the last five games. Uh, they've not even been close. Uh, this year, though, Oakland won. Reed off the bye scares me because he gets it going. He's That's he's true. really good strategy guy. Uh, with that said, uh, Kansas City, fourth in the league in points scored a game, and Oakland allows the 24 most points allowed a, in a, a game. Kansas City, second in passing yards a game. Oakland, 28th in passing yards allowed. Almost like the last time they played. Kansas City hit a lot of big plays, scored a lot of points on off, uh, a lot of yards through the air. But here's the difference to me. Oakland, one of the best running teams in the league with Josh Jacobs. They're 12th in the, in the league rushing yards a game, and Kansas City is, is 30th in stopping the run. Kansas City can't stop the run. And the reason I liked the Jets last week, even though Jeff, the coach, talked me out of it early, but I went back on it is the Jets were number one in stopping the run. Oakland's offense is set up and built on running the ball, setting up easy throws for Carr off the run game. They lost Renfro this week, one of their uh, rookie receivers out of Clemson. The kid's been a stud. But when Oakland is able to run the ball on offense, Gruden can work his magic. And there's certain teams that 
set up matchups against Kansas City that I think gives them a lot of trouble. Um, this is one of those matchups where Oakland is a team, I think, that can run the ball, control the clock, time and possession will be huge. They'll keep that Kansas City offense off the field, and that's the only way you're going to beat this Kansas City team. I don't think they win the game, but I think it's really, really close. Give me the Oakland Raiders plus nine and a half. I got ten. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. Ten. I'll, I'll take just, the. I'll take, take the that 10. half point. Uh, this game had more potential if the Raiders didn't flop against the Jets last that week. What they were thinking ahead to this Kansas City team. You know, the Chiefs are coming off a bye, but you could say the Raiders are coming off a bye also because they didn't show up in New York. That's for damn sure. Uh, the Raiders do have the advantage of being able to run the ball. I agree with you. They weren't able to do that against the Jets. Uh, you know, left too much of the burden on Derek Carr's shoulders. Who uh, His shoulders are not uh, broad enough to take that kind of pressure. Uh, this will be a high-scoring game. Casey's on pass all over the Raiders secondary. The Raiders don't run all over the Chiefs. Neither defense will stop the opponent on third down. I like the over 51. And even though the Chiefs are probably two touchdowns better by my numbers that I run, I think the Raiders can score a late TD to cover this one. So I'm going to take the 10 points in this one as well. That was another potential. That's one of my potential supers, but. Yeah, it's it could be a blowout. Kansas City could just come out and yeah. throttle them. Yeah, yeah, and you just saw that Oakland just give up. Yep. So that that that's that's a real possibility. Uh, Sunday night, the Patriots. It's down to points. Down to three points. It was three and a half. I had it in the super contest. I I I I, I let it go though, because I you know I still might. I, I, you know, Pats, Pats, Pats was the first thing I wrote. Texas defense doesn't compare to the Pats. Brady's minions are going to play well. Texans will need a lot of magic. <coughs> Excuse me. From uh, Deshaun Watson in this one, who, who might be able to make this a, 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 a one TD difference late. The line play in this one's fairly even. The Pats offense is having a down year, but still better than that Texans offense. The Pats are really good on defense. They're going to make the, t- uh, the Texans beat them on the ground. Texans have been running the ball better, but uh, they're not that good. I would make this a lock, uh, but the Texans' home game performance has been pretty good, so I'm going to stay away from making this a lock. It's just a regular pick. I'm taking the Patriots minus three. This is my stone-cold, five-star, stone-cold, lead pipe lock of the week. Give me the New England Patriots to dominate this game as they normally do. Um, Coach Belichick absolutely owns Coach Bill O'Brien. He has dominated him throughout the series. New England, number one in points allowed a game, number one in turnover differential. They're plus 19 for the year. Um, Houston, 25th in passing yards allowed a game. Uh, New England will shut down the run. They will make Houston one-dimensional. They're going to take away Hopkins. They will lock up um, uh, their yeah. shadow corner there is uh, Gilmore. Gilmore will shut down Hopkins. The guy's a freak. Or they might put uh, Gilmore on the other Fuller, side, take up Fuller. And, and then double-team the Hopkins all yeah. game. Right? They will, so we know what New England's going to do. They will shut down the strength of Houston. Um New England's beaten Houston six games in a row, including the playoffs. All-time series, they're 10-1. and one. So he's dominating O'Brien. They're, it's it's not even close. I saw that line come out. I started laughing. This is an automatic, should be an everybody super. Lock it up, Aces. You're going to love hearing this. Don't text me. Don't call me about it. This is a wrap. I won't even stay up to watch the game. New England rolls. Wow. Now I'm thinking about putting it in my super contest. <laughs> All right, the next one, Nick. Last one, Monday night, Vikings, big game, plus three at the Seahawks. What do you got? You know, initially when that line comes out and you see the game, what do you, what's the first thing in your head? Wilson in primetime versus Cousins, right? Yeah. So Cousins actually won a couple primetime games this week, uh, this year, I'm, I should say. He beat Dallas. Uh, he beat, who do you play? I think the Redskins in a primetime game. But he, be, he beat a, a winning team in, in primetime when, when they had a, a winning record. With that said, I'm not buying it. Um, Minnesota's coming off the bye. Seattle, 3-2 and two at home this year. Uh, both teams pretty even, averaging 26 points a game. 
Minnesota allows 18 points a game, Seattle 24. Takeaway advantage, Seattle. They're third in the league. Uh, Coaching matchup, I'll call it even. Both teams really run the ball well, and both teams really stop to run well. Another game I like the under. Under here is huge. Um, I think it's going to be a nip and tuck game. I think it's going to go down to the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, close game. Give me Russell Wilson. I'll take Seattle to win the game. Uh, I, I'm and cover. I'm actually in agreement with you, but I'm going to take the Vikings. Uh, you know, Vikings advantage on defense, big time. Advantage on special teams. Seattle does get the home game at least. That O line and D line advantage that the Vikings has gets weakened because that offensive line play when it's on the road is tougher. Uh, so that that gets lessened a little bit with that home crowd from Seattle. I think this game is tight. Like you said, Russell Wilson probably makes the big difference in the end. But that I think that three points is just too valuable in this one. Seattle is used to playing those tight games, so I'm going to grab those points you know, and hope that it's a one- or two-point victory. Give me the Vikings in that one. There we have it, Nick. Thanksgiving week. A little earlier start. <clears throat> really had to... Really had to grind to get these uh, handicap all these games because there were sixteen of them this week. Know, we haven't had sixteen lot of games, games since week three. A lot of games. Uh, I like I like it though. Are, are you uh, big question? The pumpkin pie bowl on Thursday. You we will be making your first appearance. As far as I'm concerned, I will. Uh, I've talked to my wife about this. We know the sister in law is in from Colorado, so there's some question as to what. We have to do everything as a family. Yeah. Uh, Eli with the broken collarbone. So if I can play, Noah and I, Noah's already got the gloves on. He wants to roll. So he <laughs> wants to continue that Ram championship season so, so and we play. Had, we had the Blue Bombers versus the Red Rockets. Okay. Like it was Rock'em, Sock'em, Robots. Got it. Okay. So, um, yes, Noah and I are all in. Um, we got, it looks like we're going to be about 40, over 40 degrees at 9 a.m.'s uh, kickoff. Not too bad. So last year was freezing. Right, good football Absolutely weather. Freezing. Good football weather. On the turf. So yep. even though it's on a rain Wednesday night, yep. we'll, we'll, we won't be muddy. Yep. Uh, we've only had uh, my buddy Strout. He, he blew out his bicep tendon uh, one year. It, it, not on a play. It was like the play was over and a little kid trip because we have little kids playing in it. And he caught the little kid and his bicep just freakishly snapped. He, he pulled his other bicep before too. Um my brother, uh, Joel the Joker, had a hematoma when uh, he got into a little fisticost with Darth. Well, he's a wrestler, so he's all good. Um, and then uh, other than that, just, just basically <clears throat> some rug burns. Not, nothing too bad. Um, a few bruised egos. Darth Wager, a little, a little bruised ego because he never wins the MVP. Uh, he's got to listen. He's got to work on some uh, – some, you got to teach him some of your sets on offense here. His team couldn't couldn't put the ball in the hole, dude. I had a lot of money riding on them that night <laughs> down, at the, down at the sports on 66. The, the other hurt ego was uh, one year, I believe Brody was my, – my oldest child, but I believe was nine years old. And my brother, Darth, uh, he's very competitive and likes to win and won't throw to the little kids on his roster. And Brody came back to the huddle – a la Keyshawn Johnson and said, throw me the fucking ball at nine years old. And we just lost our shit. It was so funny. <laughs> so Darth's number one pick should be Noah Cordon. Because uh, Noah will just go deep. And if he can put it up. We might have enough teenagers this year where we put the adults versus teenagers oh, in this game. Okay. So it, it could be. All right. It could be. We could have a different little lineup this right. year. But the other big matchup for me. Powderpuff football is tomorrow at my school. I have the junior class, me and my boy Strout. We, we teach uh, phys ed together. And we, we got the little wishbone. We got we old got Nebraska style? Oh, yeah. We got full house. We got full house in the backfield. We got a bunch of speedsters. We got three Lamar Jacksons, we're calling it. We got three Lamar Jacksons. Everybody can throw. Everybody can run. We have some speedsters. We're going against the senior class. We got a bunch of reverses. We got a bunch of trick plays, and the girls are bright. We this is our smartest class we've had. We're looking at blowout city, okay. blowout oh, wow. city. What's the spread? The unofficial line is twenty eight oh, points. Wow, dude, twenty eight points, and we're we're trying to throw a fifty burger on the wow, seniors. We dude. want to run them off the field. So you know, big big powder puff game <laughs> at my school on Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> so there you have it. 
Hope everybody uh, has a great. Oh, we got one more. We got one more. Here so we go. So all I want to say to all the listeners and everybody out there, Lemay, Natsu's, all the boys that support us, happy Thanksgiving, guys. A lot to be thankful for. Lemay, Saturday, twelve oh one a.m. I go dark. <laughs> I'll tweet you or text you on Monday morning. It go. He goes to the war room. The Patriots fans know about this. <laughs> no talk. No communication. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Please be sure to visit MyBookieAG. Use promo code DARTH at checkout. Remember, they have that special little uh, promotion going. You bet on the Lions-Bears game, you could bet up to $250. Even if you lose, you get your money back and free play money to bet later on. You can't lose. Uh, Use that promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, at checkout. All the picks from the guns, myself, AK-47, Darth Wager, the Joker. They're at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Go there for all the free picks. Click on that Amazon banner ad. Buy yourself something nice. It comes back to help support the cost of the show. And don't forget, I'm an author of the L.E.R. miniseries, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You can get it from my publisher, thewordverve.com, Amazon Prime, Kindle Select user. Download your favorite electronic reading device. And as always, as Darth would say, may the picks. Be with you.